Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. Today we're going to talk about affirming, affirming others, affirming yourself, having affirmations for yourself. And really, a lot of what I'm going to share today has been kind of part of my journey that I've had in the last six months or so, where I've been learning to be more affirming of other people and and of myself. And uh, I'm still working on this. This is not uh, something that's completely done, something I still need to pay a lot of attention to. Uh, So it's not perfect, but I've been on this journey, and I thought I'd share with you folks kind of what my journey's been like a little bit and maybe share some things that I've learned along the way, and maybe that'll be helpful for you. So we all wanna have more pleasant experiences as we kind of navigate through life. So we want better relationships. And uh, sometimes we have a hard time giving and receiving affirmations. And what I've learned is uh, when we send affirmations to others, when we are more of an affirming kind of person, other folks like to be around us and it creates more of a trust. Other people feel like we're on their side, and a lot of things in life just flow a whole lot better when we are more affirming. So if you want uh, to get promoted at work, you want things at work to go better, you wanna have more sales, you want your kids to listen to you, folks are more likely uh, to really cooperate with what you want when they really believe that you're on on their side and you're more of an affirming person. When people are affirmed by you, they just like hanging around you more and find that when relationships flow better, everything in life just seems to flow a whole lot better. So negotiating deals will be better. Um, Like I mentioned before, making sales will flow better. Getting your kids to listen will happen a lot easier. And this is done mostly through affirmations. So like I shared before, I've been working on being more affirming uh, for about six months now. And I'm just going to share a bit today as things I've learned about being affirming and and what that's like and what it takes to become affirming. One of the things I've learned, uh, especially for me, is that a lot of times uh, we really kind of struggle to be affirming. It's not a natural thing that we've done and that can come for various reasons. So for me, in my past, I grew up in a family uh, where I say we're a family of right fighters. We fight to be right, and it's important to be right. Having right and truth is important, and so when things are not right, we say, hey, that's not right, and we say, this is right instead, and I found that while truth can be a good thing, it's good to be connected to the truth, Uh, sometimes relationally that's not so good and I found that uh, relationships can actually be damaged when we really prioritize being right over being affirming and supportive of other people so I grew up being maybe not all the time but frequently being refuted denied vetoed negated repudiated I looked up the thesaurus (laughs) And that can feel very invalidating. So I grew up in life thinking that maybe I wasn't so good. Uh, I did fairly well in school, so I got that good feedback, but also, you know, from family and so forth was like, oh, you know, you got this wrong and that's not right over here and this isn't quite right over there and nope, that's totally wrong this way and and just kind of grew up feeling uh, a lot of my life feeling invalidated. And so, so much of my life since then has been trying to get other people to affirm me. And in an interaction, you know, I do and say things, I would try to appear smart, try to be right, so that they would see me as a smart person and I'd get affirmations from that and be affirmed and validated. Um, and it can be pretty, pretty exhausting to go through the world like that going through any interaction and on the inside saying, hey, do you like me? And always trying to interact from that place and trying to get them to like me. Really, it's kind of like a form of manipulation in a way. 
Although this was all happening on a subconscious level, it certainly wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like I'm going to sit down and I'm going to map out the ways I want to interact. Uh, nothing conscious like that. This is just something that I learned as I was growing up, and it just kind of became a deep, deep-seated habit in the way I interacted with, with people. And so part of growing up in that family, I've been taught, I've been conditioned to spot errors and omissions and point them out. And maybe some of the time, maybe a lot of the time more in the past, but it was really kind of a, a way to be validated. It's almost like uh, in my family, it was like uh, if I was right and they were wrong, I scored a point. And if they were right and I was wrong, then they scored a point and maybe even I lost a point. And so it's not like we keep score like, oh, I've got, you know, score 58 and you're 62. But, you know, it was more of kind of a keeping, keeping score in the moment in a way and in run trying to win, trying to win by being right. So as you can imagine, going through the world like that, being conditioned uh, to really spot errors and omissions and to point them out and to be right uh, in order to be validated, uh, that over time becomes a habit. It becomes just a way of navigating through the world. For me, that's the way it was. And all of this makes it really, really hard to affirm other people because I'm really not even looking for what's right. I'm looking for what's wrong. And so it's really kind of been a big shift for me to learn to be more affirming of others and something I'm still continuing to work on. But that's my story. But your story might be different. You know, it is possible that maybe you also have a hard time affirming other people. And maybe it's for different reasons. So maybe for you, it's not about being right. Although I've noticed in the world, I'm not unique in that way, that there are a lot of other folks who kind of have a need or a, a deep desire to be right and might have a similar story to me. But for some other of you, it might be different. <clears throat> so maybe, maybe growing up, you were told lots and lots of negative messages over time, lots and lots of inputs about, you know, I don't know what you might have been told, but Maybe I've seen parents interact with kids and I kind of go, whoa. So I don't know if that's you. I think in this area, probably more folks would be more subtle rather than so ob so obvious and so, so just out there. Uh, but we can receive messages uh, that really kind of damages our self-esteem. And it can even be really, really subtle where even the people giving those messages really didn't intend those messages to be given. And if you looked at what was said and what was done, you wouldn't say that it was an obvious message that we received. But growing up, being impressionable, maybe we took in messages that really weren't meant to be given. But that's just the way we took it in. And we took in all kinds of messages about, hey, we're just not very good. Or, you know, maybe we're, we're told other people's opinions are more important than ours. Other people always come first. And... And so we kind of have this low self-esteem. From a place of low self-esteem, it's pretty hard to affirm other people. So if we come from a place of, I'm not that good, other people are always better than me, um, you might think, well, then it should be easy to affirm other people. But in fact, it's the opposite, that if we don't value ourselves, it's hard to express value for other people and to affirm them and what they're saying and doing. In fact, if it's just a, a matter of course, everybody else is always better, why bother affirming them? It's just a given. Of course, they're awesome and we're just so-so. So it might not even cross your mind if your own self-esteem is not that great to affirm other people. And in fact, in my experience, people with lower self-esteem or if I'm in a place where I'm kind of struggling with my self-esteem, I'm more likely to seek affirmation from others than I am to give it. And so I'm coming from a place of neediness and I'm wanting other people to affirm me so much that I'm not even, it's not even on my radar for me to go and try to affirm somebody else. So that might be your story. Maybe it's a self-esteem story for you, or it could be related in fear. 
I've seen some folks say they don't really want to affirm other people or they'll get a too big of a head. I don't want them to get a big head, so I'm not going to I'm not going to praise them, I'm not going to affirm them. And I've always wondered what's behind that, but perhaps that's a a fear that the other person might start to feel better about themselves uh, than than you'd feel about yourself. So that can be one of those things that can come up, uh, and there can be more. And we're going to talk more about this right after this break. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Hey, welcome back. We're talking today about affirming. So we're titling today's show just Affirm. And it's really about not just affirming ourselves or just affirming other people. It's all of it. It's all about having affirmations and affirming other people and affirming ourselves. As I mentioned earlier in the first segment, the, one of the reasons we would want to be affirming is a couple of reasons. One is it just makes our experience as we navigate through the day a whole lot better. It's so much better when there's a lot of positive energy that's involved and people are feeling good about themselves rather than kind of having me a struggle where maybe we're trying to share thoughts and ideas and they're, they're resisting it and saying, no, that doesn't sound right, and I don't want to do that, where if we can be more affirming of them, they're much more open, uh, much more willing to listen to what we have to share with others, and it just makes our day a whole lot better, and it helps us get things done a lot easier. Being an affirming kind of person generates trust, where people feel like we're in their corner, and they're much more willing to accommodate what we want when we're helping them get what they want. So part of today's uh, show is also kind of just sharing a little bit of my story of just learning to be more affirming these past six months, kind of what the things that I've tried that have worked and uh, some of the things that have not worked and so forth. And just before the break, I was talking about the reasons why maybe we struggle with being affirming. And one of the reasons that I was just sharing earlier was maybe there's some kind of fear associated with it. We're afraid that maybe the other person will get a big head. Maybe we're worried that they'll start to feel better about themselves and feel better about themselves than we do, and that just wouldn't seem fair. It's not fair that we're affirming them and they're not affirming us, so we'll just not affirm them. Um, Or maybe somehow it's a fear that we're somehow endorsing the other person's behavior or thoughts or beliefs when you really don't want to endorse that sort of thing. And you don't want to encourage more of, you know, whatever it is you fill in the blank. And there's always, you know, part of that, there's always something not quite perfect. So maybe it never seems quite appropriate to share affirmations because there's always something that you don't quite approve of. And, and so you withhold affirmations in general. And so maybe there's some, some reasons behind there. And that would be why we're not affirming And I'd want to address that just a little bit here before I touch on, you know, how to be more affirming, that it really is possible to affirm the person without affirming any specific behavior, or you don't even have to agree with them to be affirming. So that's some of the things that I've learned. And so really those reasons to not be affirming don't have to be reasons to hold you back. So one of the first things that I found that was pretty important 
To be affirming of other, it's important to be affirming of yourself. That when we come from a place where we don't feel affirmed and we feel like we're depleted in that way, it's really hard to be affirming of others. Basically, you can't give away what you don't have. And if you don't feel affirmed, you don't feel like you're coming from a good place, you're not feeling good about yourself, it's really hard to be that for somebody else. <clears throat> so affirmations, that's been out, out there for a while, this idea of having affirmations. They're used in a lot of different uh, kind of scenarios, different environments, and for different purposes. They can be way out there kind of thing you know, about, hey, I'm going to be the king of sales in this department or whatever, and all kinds of wild affirmations, and, and those can be good, uh, so I'm not really knocking those, uh, but the affirmations that I'm talking about here really are more of a deeper personal kind of affirmation, and so it's not about what you're going to do as a kind of affirmation, but it's more about you're affirming who you are and affirming your value. And so these might include some truths. And of course, your affirmations, you need to be able to believe your affirmations for these kinds of affirmations to work. They can't be so far out there where you state your affirmation and then a part of you going, yeah, right. <laughs> that's, can't, that's not true. That's not me. What are you talking about? They need to be affirmations where there's at least a piece of it where you go, yeah, that is true. There's this kernel of truth in here, at least, and I, I believe and I can actually take in this affirmation. And yes, this affirmation is true, even if I don't always believe it all the time. So there might be affirmations like, my opinion is worthy, even if it gets trashed by others. That might be a good one, especially if we, we value others' opinions more highly than our own. And we're feeling like, oh, if they think our idea was stupid or whatever, and we go, oh, okay, that must be stupid. Maybe that this kind of affirmation would be a way to counter that and say, yep, they might not like my opinion, didn't like my idea, but it's still, still worthy. It still has value even though they didn't like it. Or it could just be I matter just because. My self-worth, my self-esteem is not dependent on what other people think about me. And I'm just going to just sit and rest in my self-worth just because I'm valuable as a person. And I'm not seeking any sort of affirmation from other people. I'm just resting in my own value. So that would be I matter just because. Or what I want is just as important as what you want. And it's valuing that. Or my value as a person does not depend on what others say, kind of related to what I was talking about earlier. So these might be affirmations. These are just an example. Uh, your particular affirmations should be tailored to, to you and to the things, to the lies that you tend to believe. You should be countering those things, things that relate to your value and your self-worth, uh, especially as they perhaps relate to other people. Uh, I know it can be really easy to get into a place where, you know, if someone speaks very strongly about what they want or what they think is important or what they think is true, it might be easy just to back down and go, okay, I guess they must know what they're talking about. I guess they know they must be right. And and maybe they aren't. And and that's about, you know, not valuing your own opinion in that situation, not valuing your own your own wisdom. And so maybe an affirmation for yourself would be to to express a truth around that, whatever it is for you. And to have affirmations like these, your affirmations need to be reminders all over the place. So you need to put them everywhere. <clears throat> put them while you'll see them. Put them when you wake up in the morning and you can see them maybe on your mirror on sticky notes and you open your phone and maybe the, the lock screen on your phone has your affirmation right on the lock screen. Or maybe your phone has reminders and they pop up every hour or so, hey, remember you're, you're worthy, whatever you want to put in the reminder. These will be things that come up all the time. As I'll talk about this a little bit more later on in the show, but you know, perhaps you've spent a lot of years kind of reaffirming 
these falsehoods that you've been taking in, and it's going to take probably more than just a couple of times to reverse that. So these affirmations need to be all over the place. In addition to sharing these place phrases, these truths that you want to take in, affirming yourself can also include the things that you do. So affirmation is not just what you tell yourself, although it can be pretty powerful with that, but you can also do things that give yourself the message that, hey, I matter, I'm important, I'm important enough to take care of myself, and so it could be taking care of your health by eating well. Or it could be going to the doctor and the dentist and just getting your health checked on. Or, you know, even if something's come up, going to the doctor, have them look at it. Don't go, oh, well, it doesn't matter anyways, and then not go. Or it could include exercising. You know, just basic things to take care of yourself. Maybe it includes quiet time in the morning, just time to yourself. Those are things that you can do for yourself and those, are, those would send messages to yourself and say, hey, I matter, I'm important. Or maybe it's just going to the movies, even when no one else wants to go. Just go by yourself. Hey, I just wanted to go see this movie. And hey, my, what I want is important, so hey, I'm just going to go see it and not wait for someone else to want it too. Kind of along those lines is maybe it's like, hey, I did awesome on my project today. I'm just going to go get an ice cream. Of course, you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> uh, that could be a, you know, you can create a whole stream of ice cream in your life, which might not be so good for your health. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, just little things, little things where you can reward yourself, just kind of do things to take care of yourself, give you the, the message that you're valuable, that you're important. And without dominating and other people, it can be asserting what you want from time to time. Maybe in the family, the family always goes out to eat where someone else in the family wants. Maybe once in a while you can say, hey, we've been doing these, you know, these other restaurants for a while, and this time I want this one. So those are different ways to affirm yourself. And you don't have to be done affirming yourself before you can affirm others. But it is important to have to be affirming from a good place from a place where you're not needing affirmations back from somebody else, where it's not becoming a manipulation, where you're not coming from a needy place, but you're in a good space. And that's an important thing that can help in the way that you affirm other people. Another odd thing is a way to affirm yourself is to actually give others space for their desires too. So when you want what you want, all of the time and don't leave for room for others, that often is a sign of neediness, that it needs to be your way all the time. There's something going on there. And giving room for others to assert their wishes, and of course, not always, is a way of affirming yourself as well. So kind of like the eating out scenario, you know, going where everybody else wants to eat all of the time might not be affirming of yourself but always going where you want every time and demanding it's what you want might not be so affirming either. And again, we're talking about affirming yourself. So affirming others and leaving room for others is also kind of a way of affirming yourself. You're telling yourself, hey, I'm in a good space. I'm good if they want to do what they want this time. Another part of affirming ourselves has to do with receiving affirmations. And it's kind of an odd thing, but uh, sometimes when we grow up and we receive messages about who we are, so we hear messages like, how can you be such a, when a whatever message they talked about, or you're a worthless whatever, maybe someone talked about when you were growing up, maybe someone, some caregivers that gave you messages like that, or they gave you subtle messages uh, that maybe weren't even meant, but that's the way you took it in. And we can get it to where receiving affirmations, it kind of bounces off. And we'll talk more about this right after the break. Have you been arrested for a DUI? You can expect your mailbox to be full of advertisements. Figuring out what to do next can be very confusing. It's a high-stress situation, and your future is at stake. 
don't make a mistake. Hi, I'm Mike Chastain, and I've been helping people through this difficult process for over 32 years. Take the first step and call me for a free consultation. I'll help you to understand all of your options, and whether you hire us or not, you should feel confident in making the right decision on how to move forward. Every year, the Chastain Law Office helps hundreds of people just like you that get through this difficult experience. Don't get lost in all the confusing advertising. Your choice is easy. Give me a call and let me show you the way through this nightmare. Call us at 916-932-7150. That's 932-7150. Or you can visit us on our website at chastainlaw.com. That's chastainlaw.com. Contact us for your free consultation. Let the Chastain Law Office show you the way forward. Hi, Phil Cowan for Eric Olofsky and the good people at Essex Mortgage. Folks, the real estate market in 2018 has changed. Inventory is limited, rents are increasing, and mortgage rates are finally on the rise. So if you want to make this the year you stop paying your landlord's mortgage, get pre-approved with Essex Mortgage today and lock in your payment. That limited inventory means good properties are going in a hurry and you don't have time to waste finding out if you qualify for the mortgage you need. Whether it's conventional, jumbo, VA, or FHA, Essex Mortgage has a program that will fit your financial goals, not the bank's. If you're self-employed and you'd been turned down previously, they've got a loan program for you. And if you're over 62, ask about their reverse mortgage program. In 2018, you can't afford to beat around the bush. Get pre-approved. Call Eric Olovsky today at Essex Mortgage, 806-0606. That's 916-806-0606 or find them online at reallifelending.com. Essex Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 70377, DRE 93613, DOC 603G833, Eric There is always something new at Waldo Bowers Flooring Showroom at 2300 Broadway. From the do-it-yourselfer to the exquisite home decor professional, from the inexpensive to the blue ribbon decorator. And if you just want to look around, Waldo Bowers carries more styles of flooring than any other flooring company in the Sacramento region, and they'll give you a great deal on anything they have in stock. Waldo Bowers, the one-stop decorator shop. Right now, luxury vinyl plank has a starting price of $2.99 per square foot. Wallpaper and window covering are always available. And don't forget the cleaning supplies. They have every cleaning product supplied by the manufacturer for every product on the floor, including host dry carpet cleaning system. Waldo Bowers, excellent customer service, professional installation, and affordable prices. Why would you go anywhere else? 0% financing is available on approved credit. Waldo Bowers. Join them on Facebook, online at Waldo Bowers Floor covering.com or call 451-0114 451-0114 Fridays at 2 lock it into Money 105.5 for the rush hour for success it's a show dedicated to your success with information about what's going on in the community reviews of places to visit around Sacramento and of course topics that involve experts in money strategies business real estate and things that matter most in life Join the watch star himself, Jim T. Chong. Get entertained, get educated, and get with a rush for success. Fridays at 2 on Money 105.5. Have you secured your family's financial future? Are you approaching your own retirement and seeking relief from those unexpected financial burdens like long-term care? Why not leave your legacy to the next generation instead? You can count on Family Heritage Group to help you prepare for your future your way. Remember, knowledge is power. So call Ed Outland's Family Heritage Group today at 967-3500. 967-3500 for a free life-changing consultation. Family Heritage Group, your solution to bridging the generations. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. You're listening to The Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. 
Hey, welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about being an affirming person. So today, if you've had some experience and stories around being affirming, I'd love to hear them. So you can call the station at 866-576-1055, and we'd love to hear your, your stories and your questions. So just before the break, we were talking about receiving affirmations, and oftentimes, I've noticed, it's not true of everyone, of course, but a lot of times we received messages coming up, growing up, and we've taken in maybe subtle messages, maybe very overt messages, maybe unintended messages, and we've taken those in in a critical time in our life where we, we create this filter. We create a sense of this, these set of things are true of me and these other set of things are untrue of me. And we can get this filter in place. It could just be that uh, nothing, nothing we did met the bar at home, like it was never good enough, or maybe in our family culture, no one said, I love you. And so over time, over the way things happen, we took in these messages, and the messages we might have taken in would have been, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a mess up, I don't really get things right, or, or it could just be, you know, I'm not ever good enough. And so that might be the set of things that you believe about yourself and the set of things of, hey, I do some awesome things and I'm awesome in this way and there's some great things about me over here. Maybe we don't have those kinds of things that we accept as true of ourselves. And so we're, when we're affirmed, it just bounces off the filter. So someone says, hey, you're really great at this. And we go, oh, whatever, you know, however we respond to it. We could just be embarrassed or whatever because deeply within us, it doesn't match up. It doesn't line up with what we already believe about ourselves, And so maybe it can be awkward, and we just mentally reject the message. It just doesn't get in. It bounces off, and because internally we actually don't believe it. <clears throat> so in order to be affirming of ourselves, a part of that might be to open ourselves up more to receiving affirmations from the outside. Now we have to be careful here because we really want to be able to come from a place where we are self-affirming, where it doesn't depend on other people. We don't want other people's uh, feelings, their attitude. Maybe they're just having a bad day. We don't want any of that stuff to affect the way that we feel about ourselves. So it needs to be self-generated. And at the same time, when people do affirm us, it's great when we can just accept that and receive those kinds of things. And so in order to receive affirmations from others, of course, we need to be affirming ourselves. And maybe in addition to valuing, our, you know, having affirmations around our self-worth and valuing ourselves, we can also have affirmations for ourselves around what is good about us. What is good? You know, for me, I feel like I'm an awesome teacher. I do really good. I'm good at teaching. Uh, I'm actually good at visual teaching with drawings and diagrams. I'm awesome at that. So if someone says, hey, that was really awesome, you're a good teacher, I think, yes, I'm, that's right, thank you. And that, re that gets received. And so you can have a whole list of all these things that you're good about yourself. What are you good at? What are the things that are true of you? What are your character qualities that make you awesome, that make you really great? And you can create something that we've called a, a brag sheet. Now, a lot of people kind of resist something called a brag sheet. Oh, I don't want to be too boastful. I don't want to be too prideful. So you can call it something else. You don't have to call it a brag sheet, but it can just be a whole list of things that are really great about you, that is true of you, and you can remind yourself of those things, especially in a moment where you're not feeling so good about yourself. Maybe you can bring this out. I don't know, maybe this is a list you keep with you in your wallet, in your pocket somewhere, and someone says something and you just feel really terrible about yourself, and after the incident is over, you can go off somewhere and get out your list, your brag sheet, whatever you want to call it. And you can look it over and say, hey, these are all the things and all the ways that, hey, I am actually good. And maybe, maybe this person didn't see my awesomeness this time. And, and maybe it was actually a mistake and you did something not so good. And that's normal too. But then you get to look and see all the things where you are awesome and allows you to receive affirmations from other people. So now we're getting towards the last part of all of this, which is how do you affirm other people? And I found this to be quite challenging for me because my habitual pattern was not to do that. 
And it's so easy to just let the habitual pattern just flow the way it normally does. And I get to the end of my day and I look back and I go, hmm, I don't know that today was any different. <laughs> I don't know if I affirmed anyone. Oh man, you know, I didn't do what I set out to do. So a part of learning to affirm others, there's a whole smattering of different tips and, and tricks and things to do to help with that. So a couple, couple truths about this, and um, one is we don't have to affirm ourselves fully and be fully, I don't know, believing that completely before we start to affirm others. Those are things we can work on at the same time. That doesn't have to be sequential. It doesn't have to be, oh, I need to affirm myself first, and then after I really start feeling good about myself, then I can affirm others. It, it can actually be kind of both together, kind of an ongoing thing. And affirming someone doesn't mean that you fully, fully agree with the other person. It doesn't mean you're endorsing any sort of behavior that they're engaged in that maybe you don't agree with. Uh, you can be affirming in lots of ways, and it, and it doesn't have to mean a lot of things that we're afraid maybe it does mean. And so it's also possible to affirm someone and also point out or maybe they're wrong at the same time, though in my experience, that can be not quite so effective. So you have to be pretty careful with that one. A lot of people think, oh, I'll, I'll have an affirmation and then I'll point out where they're wrong. And that's better than just pointing out where they're wrong, but still not great. So not everything that's wrong needs to be pointed out. And that's just one of the things that I've learned and someone could make a mistake, they could say something wrong, and you can just let it go by because it really doesn't matter. And of course, if it does matter, then maybe you'd assess and say, you know, this one is important. We need to point this out because it could have consequences, but it doesn't need to be everything. So if, if this is you, if you often maybe not always, but if you often start phrases with words like no, or but, or however, then that can be pretty disaffirming. I think I'm making up a word there. <laughs> it can be non-affirming. It can be invalidating. And it's possible to start phrases differently and still convey a similar message without it feeling so invalidating. And so here's something you can try. You can try a game. Just think of it as a game, kind of like, you know, those improv games, like in that show, Whose Line Is It Anyways? Here's, here's a game. It's called And Yes. And the, the improv game is you need to start every single phrase with yes and. So maybe I labeled it wrong. It's, it's yes and. So they say the sky is purple today. And you can go... Yes, and I see it as blue. And that way, you still got your chance to say that you don't see it as purple, but you got a chance to say it was blue, and you didn't have to say no, but, or however. You didn't need to, to just pounce on them and go, hey, that's not right. You can just say, well, that's interesting. Yes, and I perceive it as blue. Isn't that interesting? And you can't use no or but or however. Instead, you must say yes and. And that's a bit more empowering. It's a bit more hearable. And I've seen this in my teaching practice. So when I teach others, I've learned as the instructor, if I say, if someone asks a question and I say no, and then I just answer, you know, what's actually right, that I find a lot of times the student doesn't ask any questions after that for the rest of the class. I just shut them down. And if when they ask a question and it's, it's maybe mostly wrong, but there's a part to it that is right, then I get to affirm that. And I'll talk more about this right after the break.
If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to The Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 1055. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to The Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back. Right before the break, I was talking about the game Yes And. The game Yes And, that's where you start every phrase with yes, and then you say and, and then you add what it is you want to say. And it's so much more hearable And just before the break, I was giving an example where uh, in the past, when I first started teaching, a student might ask a question, I would say no, and then explain what I thought was right. And and that oftentimes would shut the student down. It might depend on the student. You know, if they're they're a little bit shy, that might be the end of it. But if they're a little bit more aggressive, you know, they might, that might not matter. But I've learned that even if there's only one small part of their question that's actually right and the rest of it's pretty off, I can still say yes. This part that you said right here, that is exactly right. And I get to affirm what they've said, and I say, and it also, there's these other ways that it works. You know, it works this way as well, and this part is this way, and this way. And, and a lot of times, then they go, oh, oh, I can get it now. And it's much more hearable. Much better to be affirmed first, and then told where their understanding isn't quite right, isn't quite right on, spot on. And they're easier to take it in. It's easier to learn that way. It's easier to learn from a place of yes than a place of no. It just makes a huge difference. So if you're a no but however kind of person, typically practice the game. Maybe just pick a day and say, today I'm using yes and for my phrases instead. And see how that goes. And then you can pick some other days and do it some more. I think that would be pretty awesome. Sometimes, for me anyways, some of the hardest times to affirm somebody is when the other person says some crazy, wild, dingly-dangly-doodle weird statement. Whatever you want, whatever, I'm just being silly there. It's something like way out there and trying to affirm that. Now what? Like how do I affirm what they just said? That was just, they just said something totally crazy out there. And, And maybe some of the best things might just be to keep quiet But there are different levels of affirming, and there are ways to affirm even if you completely disagree with what the person just said. So the first level to to affirm somebody is to acknowledge you heard what they just said. You can say, "Uh uh-huh, yep, I hear you. And you can just say, yeah, I heard that. The second level can be reflecting back to them in your own words what you've just heard. You say something like, so what you're saying is... It's a great place to clarify. They can say, no, no, that's not right. That's not what I meant. That'd be great to find that out for sure, right? Or you can point out that you agree with or what it is that you can agree with. Like I shared the example with my students, you know, what is the one thing that you can agree with and point that out and say, yeah, I feel the same way about this thing here, about that thing there, or, or say, you know, that's, that's awesome. I like this part of what you just said, or I too think and then share what it is they just share that you agree with. And next levels, you can reflect back to them what they must be feeling. And this actually is pretty awesome. This is where you can really have a deeper connection with somebody and they really feel like you're starting to get them. When you start reflecting back to them and maybe someone just shared some frustration you know, with, with some relationship they're in and you can go, wow, that must feel really invalidating, keeping to the topic we have today. Or you can say, it looks like you feel hurt by that experience. Or, you know, what they said, you know, sounds really hurtful to you. Or if I were you were in place, in your place, I would feel, and then whatever you name the feeling. 
And if it's not quite right, they might have an opportunity to say, well, not quite that, but I'm feeling more of this, and that's great too. That gains more understanding and a deeper connection. Or you can even just say you seem pretty upset by this, and you don't have to even agree with anything else that they said. And it's pretty nice to be able to share that way, and you don't have to worry about endorsing anything. Uh, it's kind of nice. And the last level is to share what you can relate to. And it's kind of similar to the previous level, but you can share what it is you can relate. And oftentimes it's better to relate to feelings and say, I can so relate to feeling, you know, lonely or just feeling sad. I had this experience where I also felt like this and I felt like this. And you kind of use words from your own experience and the person go, yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. And then you have a deeper connection. Want to caution you on this one because depending on where you're coming from, if you're coming from a needy place, saying, yeah, I can relate, and then jumping into your own story can be a form of taking control over the conversation and not letting the person really get in what they wanted to share. And that can be pretty invalidating and it is not affirming when you dominate the conversation. And so give them space to share, share a little bit, share what it was like, then pause, let them answer let them share some more or whatever. Don't dominate the conversation. This is not about getting you into the conversation. This is about sharing when you can relate and sharing an instance where you felt like they are sharing that they're feeling and they can go, yeah, that, that is it. That's what I'm feeling right now. And they have a deeper connection. When you are affirming body language matters a whole lot. So if you're trying to affirm somebody while you're staring at your phone, that doesn't work so hot. It's not going to be very effective. It's important to look people in the eye. Don't stare at them, but look at them, make eye contact, lean in. If they're sharing something pretty important, you might stop what you're doing altogether. Put it down and then give them your attention. Sometimes the most loving and affirming thing you can do to somebody is to just give them your attention. Our world is so busy with so much going on, we actually often have a deficit of attention from other people, kind of a different kind of attention deficit. <laughs> but the idea is that we are so connected to our electronics that we really don't get that much attention from people. And sometimes all it takes is just giving them your attention. One way to do that is to not be thinking about what you want to say while they are sharing but just to listen. Just listen to what they're saying. And really listen. Don't listen to just the words that they're using, but what is the message they're actually intending to convey, even if they're saying it wrong. Sometimes people don't use the right words, not the words that they really mean. They mean something different. And just listen for what it is they mean. And of course, you can always ask questions and say, I don't get that. The two phrases that are helpful is tell me more about what you just shared or help me to understand. Those are ways of, of connecting with people and giving them your attention. When you're listening, think about what emotions are coming through. What are they feeling as they're sharing their story? And they may be hiding their feelings, but if you were in their shoes, what might you be feeling? And perhaps, likely, they might be feeling that same way. Think about why are they sharing? Are they just processing some event? This one's for guys. Guys, we want to fix it. So our lady friends say something and they share some struggle they had and we think, okay, they're sharing this because they want me to fix it. And so I have to have an answer for them. And guys, ladies don't do that very often. Most of the time, ladies are sharing because they're trying to figure out what, how they feel about it. They're trying to figure out what really just happened. And they're just trying to process it through. And they really don't have any even like fully a grip on what they even think about what just happened and how they really feel about it. And them talking about it is a way for them to go through that process. And guys do this too sometimes. So it's not just a lady thing. But guys, just know that your lady might not want a solution. They're just trying to figure it out in the first place. So just listen. And you might even ask, 
Are you wanting some advice or help in this? Or are you just sharing? And they'll hopefully will answer the right way. But be prepared. They might not actually know. <laughs> it's okay. And, you know, someone might just be sharing just as a way to connect. They're not asking for an answer or a solution. They're just sharing, hey, I had this experience and it felt like this. And, and they just want someone to listen and to connect and form a connection. And maybe that's a great time for you to say, yeah, I've, I've experienced something like that. And of course, don't just reply right away. Sometimes if someone says something and the immediate response is a reply to what they just said, you know, here's what you should do, here's some advice, you know, here's whatever it is, uh, they really don't feel heard. And so oftentimes it's best to ask for more. Like I shared earlier, tell me more about this. How do you feel about that? Help me understand. Maybe they said something and you're not quite sure. Maybe they said something pretty wonky and you're, you don't agree with what they just said, but maybe you're not hearing it right. So, hey, help me understand. What do you mean by this? What about that? So a big part of being more affirming is breaking a habit. For some of us, we've been having these habitual responses for years and years and years and we need to change the habit. It's probably not going to be reversed in just a day or two. We're going to have to work at this and find, we need to kind of look at what's behind the pattern. Sometimes for a lot of us, there is a reason for the pattern. There is an original reason that was there. Maybe we learned what we needed to do to get parents, teachers, siblings, and other people to love and accept and appraise us. And so we've learned to behave a certain way to get that, those kinds of things from people. And then it just kind of stuck. And now we need to change the pattern. And so it's going to take a lot of effort. And as we start to change the pattern, maybe some of the original reasons why the pattern is there is start, may come up. And maybe you start, might have start kind of thoughts about, you know, if I affirm this person, then that means I'm dirt. As if somehow it's either or. Or maybe if I affirm this person, then I can get them to affirm me back. Maybe trying to give to get. So hopefully you had some good tips today on be more affirming. Have an awesome day. And thanks for listening.